Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back for episode seven of the Sweet Spot Pod. I'm JT Hayes at Rum Pure Sports. And I usually try to have two guests on, but there are some guests where it just makes more sense. You just don't need another person clouding up their thoughts and their expressions. And I've got one of the co-founders of Rum Pure Sports today, Big T44, Tony Niehaus. Thank you for jumping on here with me. I know you're doing great because you've just been on just an insane run of excellent lineups, excellent takes downs. How are you doing this week? I'm going good this week because I'm on my man's show here, and I've been trying to come on for since the since the beginning, which has been months now. I wanted to be the first guest. It was going to be an honor. My feelings started to get hurt. I, I, I led several grievances along the way, or I filed several several grievances, I should say. And it's finally time this week. We thought DC was going to come on with us, but the dude wins 50K off 40 bucks and still can't get internet or a computer to work. So it's just, it's just us this week, which is better anyways. Like you said, we don't need people slowing us down and getting in our way. Well, I didn't, I didn't know you wanted to be the first guest. I, that would have been an honor for me. The The timing was my fault. I had Who was first. the first guest? It, we did a, we, well, you know what? We did an MLB season preview with DC and Boynton, and we talked about a lot of... That had to be boring. I mean, you can't start <laughs> I mean, that. Some people liked it. I, <laughs> I mean, you can't go. You can't start the season, though, with Stevie Boynton. He's too serious. <laughs> did you get a laugh from him? Stevie... I mean, I like Stevie a lot. You know, in person, he's the nicest guy. But I will tell you this. One thing that I've learned is you put a keyboard in his hands and the man becomes a serial killer. I mean, mean, he called me a dickhead a couple of days ago. My feelings are still hurt. He's very hurtful in text. It just it just doesn't come across the way that I know that he means it. But uh, we did a little baseball preview. And then uh, I had some trips scheduled that change my schedule dc it's that's just a daily schedule. that's just a weekly occurrence for you though like i like i said on one of your shows i've never seen the same background twice <laughs> i'm trying to be i'm trying to be more consistent recently and maybe i need to get one of those like uh one of those uh backgrounds where you can't see anything <laughs> absolutely no idea where i am or what i'm doing so you don't need one of those so those are those are weak so <laughs> showcase where you're at <laughs> If, uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the Rum Pure Sports YouTube uh, channel. And go ahead and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get them. That's how you can get this podcast, the all the content, free content, all the pods that are going to be coming out. NFL season is just about, just about a month and a half away. Pretty exciting time of year. We're at the All-Star break. And, you know, golf has been big. Obviously, another $150,000 hit for you in golf a couple of weeks ago. Have you always, like golf has been one of your main sports for how long have you been doing the all sports in DFS like you've been doing here at Rump Pure Sports? Yeah, I've pretty much always done all sports. I don't, even before DFS, I was just into 
golf pools and different things where we would we'd get involved not as much obviously as i do now but i've I've always liked it as far as just dfs golf though i don't know when i first first started really getting into it but i've always liked it just because obviously i play golf follow golf and i think it's one of the easier sports to do without knowing a ton of stuff for, for, for the people. Like a lot of people will dig into stats and stuff as everyone that knows me along the way knows I'm not one of those huge stat guys, even in golf or baseball or any of these sports, but I don't know. There's no correlations in golf. There's no, like some of the sports like baseball, even you need to correlate. You need to have football too. You need to correlate golf. I mean, outside of weather and stuff, I guess you could say correlations, but there's no correlations. You just pick the guys that you think are the best plays makes it a lot simpler. Like even my parents and stuff will play golf. Whereas I don't think they could play. I mean, like NBA, normal people aren't playing NBA because it's just too hard. They're not, they're not going to win without a site like run pure sports or a different site where they're going to get projections and stuff, but golf, I think, I mean, pretty much anyone could win at golf. Like I, obviously there's skill to it and you need to, to have some help along the way, but you could pick a team and have a chance. I'd say with, with where that's not the case in, in all of the sports, but I don't know. I've always liked all the, all the sports, especially DFS wise. And I think there's edge, especially with what we do at run pure, where we have people that are dedicated to each sport that can help, including myself. I mean, I'm playing, I don't know. I didn't know anything about MMA, NASCAR, stuff like that. When we started run pure a couple of years ago. And now, I mean, I'm still no expert in those, but I at least feel adequate enough to be able to talk about it. The, the MMA and NASCAR success has, has been maybe most impressive just because they're these niche sports MMA. I started following it when, uh, Brock Lesnar was big. I, I saw yeah. the, the first Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir fight. I, I was out at a bar. I had no intention of watching cage fighting, uh, <laughs> but I was out there with some friends and it was the pay-per-view was on. And I was like, oh my God, I wrestled in high school. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's got a kind yeah. of combination of everything. And I think for like the next five or six years from that point on, every pay-per-view, I had to watch it. I had to see it. I knew the name. I feel like the UFC has gotten a little bit away from developing the stars. And it's probably because once these guys and girls now become stars, they're all of a sudden loaded with other opportunities. I mean, GSP, no reason to fight. We see it with Conor McGregor, no reason to fight. But one of the funniest things, the first things here that I ever saw was that little meme of you with your face in the race car <laughs> around it. and and i i knew you if i'm being honest i knew you because yeah. like everyone else who starts doing daily fantasy sports you start looking googling you find roto grinders and when i found that i was like oh my goodness this is exactly what i'm looking for something to kind of point me in the right direction because like you i love sports but i was just like wait there's a model yeah. here there's got to be a way to do it and I'm like, I never knew that you were into like NASCAR. That was always, there was uh, Stevie over there who was doing it. And I saw that. And then I saw you winning at it. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is, I don't know what he's doing, but it's amazing. Everything works. Everything it, it, fits together nicely. It's funny you say that too. Cause when we started Run Pure, obviously, I mean, we can talk more of it as we kind of go, but we were doing all the sports. We didn't really know what direction we were going to go with everything. And we need, we wanted to do content for every sport though. And obviously at that time, we didn't really have a ton of people that were good on camera at all. Like nobody had any experience. And that was before I think even you were doing content at the very beginning because baseball wasn't back yet besides KBO and stuff. And we just, I mean, like you said, being honest, we just didn't have a lot of camera ready people. So I'm like, I mean, I'll go on and talk about freaking NASCAR. I, I don't know a ton, but uh, I'll talk about some strategy. So one of the first shows where they made fun of me that JT's talking about, I think I went the first, 30 minutes of the show thinking it was a truck race because uh, it was like a Saturday race and we were doing freaking content. So I don't know how we were doing content at that point for a truck race <laughs> halfway through the show. Someone tells me, you know, it's not a truck race. Uh, it was like an Xfinity race, which in my head I was thinking was trucks. It wasn't even freaking trucks. And I did a whole show almost assuming it was trucks. I mean, Whew, it was a tough scene there for, for a minute. Like you said, though, NASCAR and stuff, I mean, you can from these sites, it doesn't have to be run pure. Obviously, I think what we do is the best, but 
some site out there you can get pretty decent at almost any sport with content these days. And then obviously you got to take the strategies to the next level as we talk about on all our shows, but you can at least have a chance with any of these sites. The, the, the team here came together and, and the team, like you mentioned, the team is very deep experts in, in multiple different sports. We joked about Stevie, but I mean, he gets into the, the very nitty gritty of the stats that are pretty helpful in baseball. He does, he's one of the, I think there's three or four guys, but three or four really, really good guys doing NCAA basketball, which is a grind because you're talking about mid-majors, smaller programs, this guy, I mean, the NBA draft, he was, I mean, tweeting up a storm about guys I'd never heard of. That's the kind of knowledge that our team has, and Steve in particular. But in and he about, loves it. Like, he lives oh. and dies by it, which is just awesome. Because it's not about the money for any of these guys. For me, even, as one of the fans, not, it's truly not about the money for any of us. We love doing it. And Stevie's at the top of that list, like JT's saying. This dude literally jerks his his, his schlong to college basketball. <laughs> Wednesday night, Maction. I mean, all the different yes. freaking things. Like, he loves it, and I love that. Like, I'll get in there and play just because of how much he likes it. Yesterday, I wasn't going to play anything yesterday NBA-wise, and I randomly see a Twitter spaces pop up with freaking Kurt on there. And I listen to the dude. He doesn't know I'm listening. Nothing. I listened to him for a half hour. The dude is spitting knowledge about NBA summer league. I was impressed. That's just the truth. I was genuinely impressed with what he was doing. So I end up putting in, I maxed the thing with his, his content. And then, yeah, I do a little of my own research on Twitter, different things. And I end up making some money. I wouldn't have even played if it wasn't for his Twitter spaces where, I mean, you just got, and I mean, we see what Bruce does too. College football, the same thing as Stevie. I mean, this dude is growing. When I first met Bruce, I mean, I can talk about that for a second just because of the team. This yeah. dude was doing college football content on a site called The Plays literally for free. The same thing he does now for Run Pure. He like had a thing where you could like tip him on there. Like it was, I think it was a dollar to get on the site. So it was literally free. The dollar just made sure that you were like a, a real person and had to do the sign on. And then you could tip like whatever, like you give him a hundred bucks or something for the season, but he was doing it because he loves it. And it was every freaking day projections for the Friday night whack game and like in there helping people too. Someone's got a question there. He'll answer it 24 hours a day. Like it's just unheard of and that you go in a different i'm in a bunch of discords in, in the run i'm not going to name names actually i was going to maybe later in the show but you get in some of these other discords you don't see the the coordinators the experts the supposed experts in there like talking to the people you just don't like that's not that's the case at run pure we're in there i'm in there all the way down the list to every single person pretty much is in there helping you. That's just unheard of in this industry. It really is. Not just because it's our, our site. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Bruce and Kurt. Kurt is awesome, too, at the at the Rum Pure party this year. He and Steve were going back and forth about the tournament plays and picks, and that was very helpful. But you mentioned people with passion. That's what we have a lot of here. And in terms of how this all came together, building the team, I know you guys were all talking during that Corona Poker Club, which looked like a really fun time. Um, but when you started putting this together, was it just, hey, this landscape is exploding in terms of content, wagering, uh, betting, going to become legal at some point in most of the states? What was the vision then? And what's the vision now? Because I'll tell you, now you've got your wife involved, anyone who hasn't met her. She is just an outstanding human being, just so gracious in hosting all of us drunkards. Uh, at the party every year, but uh, looks like there's a merchandise side to this and that looks to be doing pretty well. So when you started, where are you at? You're surprised a little bit by the growth and what's next? Yeah. So when we started, I, I knew AP before, even before Corona, before, like I knew him as a tennis guy, actually. I don't know if I've ever even, I haven't done many interviews like this where we talk about the, the intro days, but I knew him like for tennis, actually. He might not even know this. Like I signed up for his site because I thought, much like we do now with Ron Pure, like you try to find a person, each sport that you can latch onto a little bit and soak info. I actually won a lot of money from him in tennis. And it was probably Susie too, because Susie was at, 
the yeah. old site with him. And that just says a lot because that's how I met him. And we talked a lot during NBA, like in the discords. I, I think it was, in, it had to be in the discords before. And, and we kind of just talked and I knew it at Roto Grinders, I was doing a lot of content. Hoop was doing a lot of content. JSU, Mangone, everyone else was doing a lot of content. And just to be honest, we just weren't getting paid that much. I felt like we could kind of do it on our own. And at the beginning, when we were putting it all together, I just knew we could do it. I knew AP had a site. So I was like feeling around numbers. Like, do you think this is something we could do? He's like, yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're not huge, but we're, we're making enough money to survive. And that was all I cared about. I wasn't, again, it's not about the money. So when Corona happened and none of us were making any money, we're like, why not just do it right now? And we didn't know that Corona was going to happen like it happened either, to be fair. Like, we thought it could be a couple weeks like everyone in the beginning, and maybe things will open back up. So we started it literally at probably the worst, best and the worst, because in one case, we never would have started this, I don't think, if – because, again, I was doing the content, and I loved Roto Grinders. I still love those guys. I'm still friends with Dan Bach and those guys. But – I, I probably wouldn't, I would have just kept going. Cause it wasn't about the money at all. I didn't care. Like, so, but once I'm not getting the money and all of a sudden we're like, well, why don't we just try this on our own? We had AP who already had the framework of what we knew could be a, a money-making company. And yeah, I mean, it just kind of came together. We're like, let's just do this. And you know what? We, we didn't care if it would be big. I think our initial goal was like, just to have like a thousand people on there. Then we could have enough to to make a decent amount of money where we don't have to to do other like AP was doing a finance business to where he wouldn't have to do that anymore. We could just focus on this and build up a nice community. And yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I thought it would be this big two years in. We did get a little lucky. We got great people underneath us like JT and the people we just talked about every sport, which we would not have built without them. We get a little lucky by hitting a million, get a little more eyeballs on the site when I won that. I mean, but it's just a progression upward. And you asked now, like, where I want to go. I just want to keep building it. And right now, I think our framework of the community, we talked a lot about the coordinators and stuff, but the just the members we have in there are what makes it great, too. And they love it in there. What we've had at least four or five millimaker winners, just members in there. And yeah, again, when I say this, I'm not saying we're the reasons they won, but just like when I won, it's the framework of everything that leads to it. And it might not be one thing in particular, but I know for sure we helped all of these people at least get to a point where they could win that million dollars. And I just have full faith in the community and who knows where it's going to grow. I'm not saying it's going to be some, roto grinders level company but i'm happy with it where it is now so i don't even care if it gets bigger obviously we're gonna not turn people away but i i love what we built and look forward to see where the growth continues and the members love it and i think what we've talked about when we're doing these shows and doing a podcast like this and and making the time to do it is we're entertaining as well right you want to entertain yeah. people there's not a lot of there's a lot of great DFS content and I'm not you know, taking anything away from all the people who work very hard at this, but it's tough. I think to have the personalities that both know the sport and can be entertaining. And one of the things when I saw what AP was doing with your DFS playbook, the thing that stood out to me was the, the effort that went into it. And like, like, like myself, I know here's a guy with a full-time job and that shows a passion you were going to start doing baseball too with him, right? Before COVID. Yeah, I was, I was doing good. At I saw your thing. You sent a just yeah. immaculate, like, <laughs> what, what, what do you call it? Like an almanac yeah, almost a of what? Yeah. It was yeah. MLB primer, just kind of what is Which was freaking amazing. How do you win? Thank you. It, it was, I did put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. That's why it was good. It was, it was great actually. And, and we were talking and, and I, when I saw what he was doing, I was doing pretty good at baseball. But I think if, you, if you're anyone who wants to excel in any industry, you're always looking for people who are going to help you get better. You know, they give you something, you can give them a little something. And that's why I reached out. And then, you know, I'd done pretty well. And he's like, hey, would you like to contribute next season? I'd never thought of actually doing what I'm doing now here. But I was like, I love this. I love to talk sports. I was, I was doing you know, football and a little bit of basketball, too. 
And I said, yeah. And then this happened and, and it's just been fantastic to meet. Number one, some of the guys who are the best players at this and learning from them and seeing the process and seeing how they think about things every day, but also what you talked about. Other people that have come here because of guys like you and Hoop and JSU that have been very successful over a long period of time and seeing those guys learn, put their own tweak on it, and all of a sudden take off. And, you know, the man won the Millie. You've had Rob Record, I think, who won a Millie, right? Um, this guy, Hofbrau, I mean, he's got to think I have a nice. on him because I talked about him the last time I had a podcast with AP, but sort no of, one's better right now. Like he's and, definitely right there with anybody. And that's the thing. It's he put in the effort, built his own process, but he's in our discord and yeah. he was looking at different things. And now you see that it's possible to go all of a sudden to one of the top players, you know, top five players right now in DFS <laughs> And again, and again, like you're not saying we're the reason for him being the top no. player, but it doesn't hurt him. Like he's in there soaking in info from it started with college sports too, Bruce and Stevie, and it leads into more. And yeah, again, we're not, I'm not making it sound like that's credit, but it's part of building it. And even for us. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the point I make with, with guys like him and the man, right. It's if you're listening and you're not a member, you see us. What you don't see are all these other great, great players that are in there exchanging ideas, exchanging information. He goes in and talks about what he likes. He was on, I think, one of the YouTube in the chat talking about a couple of plays he liked. Liked The man is in there. So it's, it's just been amazing to be a part of because of the growth, because of the people that have done well. And we've got, you know, we do this segment every show in the middle of this pie. We talk about members never win. And you look at the members who are winning, and it's people who've been with us a long, long time. Nika playing DFS, 14K. She was in Discord today saying she had a, you know, three weeks in a row, 2K, 8K, 14K, money she's putting in the bank, right? I mean, this is someone who's, who's learned along the way, built their own process, nuggets, 20K in MLB, um, Uncle T. Didn't even talk about Uncle T. It's so uh, – Uncle T in D.C., uh, you know, so good to see them getting these hits, DC 50K off of one lineup. I mean, to win the massive 15 uh, off of one lineup, it's just it's just nearly impossible. And Uncle T with 15K in showdown, he grinds every sport along with you here. So it, it, it has been a pretty amazing process. But moving on, in terms of your basic DFS and betting process, because you're not like a, a guy like me or Steve who's going to sit there and go through fan graphs at 8.30 in the morning. And, and I will say, I've tried to take and learn a couple of things from you as I've watched. And now I might spend a little less time on fan graphs, a little more time seeing what, uh, you know, what, what the books think of the games and what I think of those players. But in terms of your basic pro process, is it looking at just pricing and value or is it looking for line movement? I mean, what, just a basic, very basic overview of what you do that's different than what some of us do in terms of the the, the math nerds, as you call uh, a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, a lot I mean, of course. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it just all comes down to watching sports forever, I think. And before DFS, I mean, I was betting literally since I still remember, like in high school, calling into a site called The Greek and placing bets on like playoff baseball games from high school. Like kids don't do that. Like, so I've just have always literally done. It. I mean, in college, it's going to make me sound like a nerd in the opposite way, but like my buddies would be going out party into the bars. I would stay home on a Friday night and watch the NBA games Friday night, big NBA night. I just would like my, my friends would laugh about these stories because they're just true. I just have always been that way. Even in like high school, when we were winning state and stuff, I would be hanging out more with the coaches than, than like my buddies and stuff. I was just always that guy that loved the sports and it sounds crazy. And I know a lot of people don't think that it's true, but just watching sports like baseball, I just feel like I know the players and yeah, Sometimes I might be wrong, like with the fields where it like stats and stuff, or maybe I think a guy's really good against lefties. And then the smarter people like JT and DC and these guys come in and say, he's actually pretty split neutral and stuff like that. 
but I, in, in a lot of ways, it just saves me time. And you just, you get a feel for it over the years where I have put together. It's not like I've always won. I've had seasons where I've lost. I've had losing stretches. I've, I've blown huge bankrolls where I've run it up before and just play too high and lose it. Gambling even before that, where I'd win a hundred K betting. And then all of a sudden I'd lose it back. And like every gambler has had, if they've gambled a decent amount in their life, they've probably had stories like that, but I don't know. I just have never, and it helps too. Like if I didn't have people like JT and DC and all these people where I'm looking at the different sites, watching their content, I might need stats more just because I'd be by myself and I wouldn't have ideas to bounce off of. I couldn't get in the Discord, and maybe I soak it in more than I realize because you go in our Discord like today for baseball, you'll see people talking about this team's really good versus this type of pitcher, or maybe they hit sinker balls or they're a fastball team. Maybe it's just processing in because I'm always in the Discord. I'm always soaking it in. I just, I don't know. I've always been more of a, a feel, especially in baseball, where I think you can kind of look at the pitchers, look at the matchup. Does the other team strike out? And then the lineups are all that really matters. So I don't know. I've always just felt like people waste time. And then in the NBA, just to throw an NBA example, like people would research all day. And then, and then Giannis gets rolled out 20 minutes before lock. And all of that time was wasted. Like no matter what anyone thinks, it was all wasted because now you're just going to play four Milwaukee guys and you're going to fill it in around uh, other good values to where, I don't know, it's just been my style. I don't, it doesn't mean it would work for everyone either because some people need to get in there and like feel comfortable with the stats, have more reasons for why they're going to play guys. I mean, I play a guy in baseball just because I, even if I've never heard of him, if he's in the top, top couple spots for a good team, that's all I need to see. I don't need to know what his history is. If he's good enough to hit third for the Dodgers, he's good enough to play for my fantasy team is kind of how I look at it. Yeah, and you mentioned NBA. I mean, that's why NBA is such a different animal. It's just the news, you know, I started, I think it was maybe three or four years ago, right in the middle of the season. And that's when news is crazy. Every single state, oh, yeah. guys are getting ruled out, whatever. And you have to late swap. And then they said, no, no late swap this season. That was just a disaster. So they removed it. But even at the beginning of the season, from like the, the opening night, guys were getting scratched at 6 o'clock. So NBA is – you like that now? What's that? you like the grind of that now? I do. But, but I lean so much more with NBA on your side now. Whereas when I first started, I would spend a lot of time on DVP and stuff like that and pricing and this and that and who's coming off a bad game and now it's just sort of like I know on any given night I'm gonna have five guys that I should have at 90% or higher simply because yeah. they're gonna be shorthanded the other thing we talk about the team here one of the guys who I think in the beginning I was like this guy's a little I don't know what he's doing <laughs> but K Fallick looking at rotations and the strength of playing these shortened rotations when they're not, it's not an obvious short rotation, right? Knowing when guys are in the G league and stuff like that, mining for those nuggets is so much more important than, you know, an average, a fantasy average, a point average, who hits three pointers, what have you. Sometimes, yes, that stuff can be important, but with respect to NBA and, and, and in MLB, what you normally do, what JSU normally does, having success with three to five lineups. And one of the things that I've heard you talk about that I have tried to at least change even my multi-entry approach to be more like this of getting, and DC said this when he won last week, getting rewarded when you're right. We're not right all the time. There are days we're going to be wrong. And, but when you're right, if you're going overweight on those guys, if you're entering, even if you're entering 150 lineups, people have talked about this, going 80% of your team that you believe in that night, if they do what you think they're going to do, you're going to win almost every dollar in play. Um, so in terms of what you do, is that sort of the, the, talk about that a little bit in terms of, yeah, I am going to be wrong sometimes and I'm fine with getting dusted maybe two days a week, but I would rather have a chance at big, big money every other day. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much my strategy for all sports. And one thing that I think we at Run Pure do better than any other site, and I don't think it's even close, really. All these other sites are playing a million guys, and, and it's more simulations these days. And they laugh at us because they don't think we can win doing it our way where it's more of a field going way overweight on some spots and they definitely don't think we can win. And we've proven that we, we can win doing this, which is nice because I don't think a lot of the big people are doing it how we do it. They're more okay. Just running the Sims and just trusting the Sims to get their 150 ahead of everyone else's 150 over the long run. Whereas we're looking at a day by day basis, trying to get to the top. Like you said, it's not how many times you're right. It's how right you are when you're right. Like if you hit it, you want to win that hundred K because I can promise you if you're out there min cashing a lot, like I, I, I made it, I made a joke about poker the other day too, but if you're bragging about all, how many times you're cashing or min cashing, I just think you're looking at the wrong spot for any of these things, DFS poker, any of the, if you're min cashing a bunch, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to go broke just because, or not broke, you're going to run out of your fun money or whatever you consider. If you're not doing this for full time, you, you have extra money you're using. You're, you're going to keep having to refill the DK and FanDuel accounts because you're not going to survive with min caches. You got to win a tournament. And I'm talking first place, at least, I mean, once a season, twice a season to where it just refills you. It gets you the energy to keep doing it. And everyone hits downswings. We, we can talk about that at some point, too. But you got to know how to deal with losing and winning. And by going overweight, you're going to get that. I mean, like JT said, you're going to have weeks and maybe even a month here and there where you just don't get a lot right. And you're like, you question your process. You question what you're doing right and wrong. And you know what? Sometimes it, there is a lot of luck at the end of these things where you get up in position does your guy hit that extra home run? I mean, how many nights in baseball are you sitting in eighth place? If your guy hits a home run, you win 100K, he gets out his last couple of times, and maybe somebody else's guy hits a – maybe some chalky guy hits a bomb. Instead of winning first, you drop to 20th. You don't even double your money, and you could have won 100K. It's literally only a one home run difference. So there's a lot of variance, but the day-to-day -day process – it just doesn't take a lot to get you to the top doing it the way we do because you're overweight on a spot. Like say you go overweight on a certain team tonight and they're under 10% and the rest of the slate struggles, your team hits a couple bombs. You have a big night. That's how you're going to refill the bankroll. These, these slates uh, I think are, they're frustrating, but they're also fantastic, right? We're recording this on yeah. Tuesday. We've got a 13 game slate including a game with a uh, 11 and a half total in cores. So on a 14, 13 game slate, just like last night, the Padres are going to be 35% owned and they're in a great spot. You, you, you can't say they're not in a great spot. What you can say is they've been playing like absolute shit lately. Um, but you make a decision, right? I'm either going to go heavy on them or I'm going to make them, I'm going to limit them to only a three man and pick one of these other teams. Because with 13 games, we saw it last night. Few, few of these teams, other than the course teams, are going to score 10 runs. So you, you can always look at it that way as well. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel, the podcasts. Right now, RPS Heater 25, 25% off of your first month's, month's payment. We've got a lot of premium content, a lot of new premium content. There's now a premium MLB article. What goes on for the, for the golf, Tony? Because there's a ton of content for PGA. Some of it, a lot of it's free, but there is some of it that's premium. What do we have going on this week for the members? Yeah, I mean, golf, I say it all the time. I think it, we give more for golf than any other sport, which uh, it's not every day, which makes it a little easier, kind of like football where we can – load up for one week where you got all week to kind of get it situated. But we have just so much stuff for golf and so much success. Starts with the playbook, obviously, like every sport. Uh, we got AP and Snyder doing that, like always. Every single player you should consider with some notes, prices, basically like every other sport we have, just like an overview of what you should look at. Then we have the cash chart. Obviously, I think only Hoop does it for golf, I, I believe, which – 
best cash player, best 100 man or less player I've ever seen myself. Huge, huge winner. Does our cash chart every week. The best plays, not the best tournament plays. I mean, they can be good tournament plays too, like every sport. But just the best plays of the slate will be on this chart, which is very useful, like every sport, to fulfill your teams. We also have the core, core plays. Like always, all our top people put their, their core plays up, their main team, their key guys they're going to be using. We have the tiers, which everyone puts up their favorite players from each section. And then I put up my whole player pool and cores. Every single player I'll be playing this week. I also have a note sheet that I, I really like going for the golf. Some funny notes, but it also has past history at this tournament or course, last five tournaments they've played, I try to put as much info in there as I can. Yeah, I have fun doing the notes too to give it like everything. Like like JT said with the shows, just because we're doing the content, I still want people to have fun. When they're reading through a whole note thing, I want them to laugh here and there at, at certain notes and, and have a good time while they're reading it because who wants to go through and read 90 players this week without having a laugh or two? So I enjoy doing that. And then we do a couple shows too. We do the Tuesday shows usually free where AP, Snyder, and hoop go on break down the slate and then wednesday it's been me tambo uncle t on premium talking about different strategies and stuff and then showdowns we do two shows on mail for free for the, the round two and round three and then premium only for round four which is always big contests just so much freaking content you get for minimal price in, in my opinion yeah, I, I saw the, the the tweet that you put out with <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was scrolling through Twitter this morning before I got out of bed and I got to that and I started howling. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's time to get up because I can't go back to sleep after reading these things. And you, I do enjoy doing those. <laughs> it's, oh, funny. it's fantastic. And you've been doing the, the other thing. And this takes a lot of time it, 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 and doing it every day for Major League Baseball, putting your player pool on the site. If you are a member, you go on. You see cores. You see your entire player pool uh, on on most of the days that DC is doing cores. He's got his player pool up. Mangone has a nice new three max article that he's doing. Just so much stuff. And like I said on Sunday, a lot of time goes into that. I couldn't imagine putting my entire MLB player pool, writing, typing it out while still trying to get ready to enter the contest for the slate. It's it's just amazing. Sometimes it does get a little challenging with the shows. People always are like, but again, it's just part of the process. I like doing it and I just enjoy getting in there and grinding and the people, I like them seeing it. It makes me better as a player being having to do that. It puts the pressure on me because if I didn't do any content, man, I'd be getting on my computer like 15 minutes before lock, just grinding teams in there. Like I like having to get in there a little and people make fun of me for putting it up too late already, but that's what, that's with knowing I have to get the stuff up. Like usually it's only an hour before when I'm getting in there and trying to, like you said, put, putting in, crunching all the numbers, getting it up and then putting the player pull up where for a minute too, I was putting up all my players in my stacks. I had to stop doing that. But now, now I'm just putting the, the stacks yeah, one through back. nine and then some of my favorite plays because for a minute, though, I was putting all my players. It was even harder. Does that help you typing out the name? Like sometimes will you type out a name and stop and say, what am I thinking? I can't play this, dude. Yeah, no, it does for sure. It's definitely part of my process. And I actually like it, too, because even though we stack, I mean, me and you stack yep. and, and it's a big part of it. You still look at each position after you type it. And maybe there's a name on there and maybe he's in one of your stacks. But you're like, why the hell am I playing him at this position where these guys have massive upside? This dude's a slap hitter. Why am I? So then you'll take him out of your stacks and it ends up helping your stacks that I wouldn't have done that without doing this content. I wouldn't have looked that close and realized something like that. I think it's easy for other people too, members to look, say you're stacking some team. I'm not, you can still pull up my, my full player pool and be like, okay, maybe I can fill in these spots with this guy, this guy, and because I put one-offs too. So you can use this content for a million different ways. You don't have to just copy what we think. You can do what you think and then use our stuff to fill in the gaps. A lot of people have been doing that with the cash chart where they'll say, I like yeah. this team, but I need a lower-priced second baseman or what's the best cheap outfielder. And people are getting the message. They will still come into Discord at every coordinator, Favorite outfielder, you know, 2,800 and below. 
but now they're getting into the habit of let me check the cash chart first because that's probably where I'm going to find it. In terms of this baseball season, it, it's been, I think it's been outside of the first month where everybody was crying and whining about the balls and this. I was crying. I was one of them whining a little bit. I mean, I was as well, but we want to move past that. And, and now, you know, it seems like everything's normalized. Warmer weather, maybe they change the balls, MLB will never tell us. But in terms of the season and teams, I know you're a Reds guy, and this, you know, it's it's just a tough rebuilding time for them. But biggest surprise in your mind, Yankees, the Mets, or whatever the hell has happened to the Los Angeles Angels? I'd say, first of all, before I talk about this, you sent me this note sheet with like our outline. What does it say? Five minutes. Have you not been on a show with me? I mean, we, we can't keep these to five minutes. Listen, I mean, this, this is tough sledding here where it says five minutes. This is this is a guide. And there are some people that I thought when I saw so it, it's the same for every show. And I don't change the time frames. I just change the topics. And then I tell Some everyone, people have like, to struggle to get to five minutes. I, I'm the opposite. I got to struggle to keep it, keep it down a little which bit, is, which is, I could talk to you for hours on here. We could be here till like Friday. That's fine. It's, it's much preferred to be like, Oh my goodness. We've been on for an hour and 20 minutes instead of, all right, 20 minutes. Can I get to <laughs> <laughs> we get another I this 20 at least 25? No, most everyone that's been on has been great. I shouldn't, I shouldn't kid, but I've done other, things before where it's like okay i got an hour to fill and it's even like that on the shows though you can you could be i mean sometimes you get on the shows it's it's a struggle to get to that hour mark where other shows you'll be at an hour 20 like man it feels like we just started it's just it's how yeah, it goes. You'll look up i'm not gonna name any names but it's just how it goes with it look up and it's like oh lock is in five <laughs> minutes I, I gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah but yeah, biggest surprise for me clearly is the Yankees. Like, uh, yeah, they have big payroll, big, big team name, but still, even right now, I look at this lineup every day when we're building our teams and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't see how they're the best team in baseball right now. And I don't think they can keep it up in my head, but man, they just keep doing it. And like I used the example with Stevie on one of the shows, it's like, at what point do you get rid of what you thought coming into the year and you're just like, these guys are good. This guy's good where it happens every year, every sport where we start the year, there's surprises at both directions. And eventually that's just the new reality. And I think that's kind of the way with the Yankees. I still don't even fully trust their pitching staff that has been incredible too. I look at their roster I don't love it, but you know what? They, they've proven me wrong. Like the Mets, you look at the Mets, I actually like their roster. Their pitchers are getting healthy now. I think that they have to be considered, I mean, close to title title favorites in my mind. Just, I mean, if they get these arms back healthy, whew, I mean, they are going to be. So I don't consider that much of a surprise at all, outside of them keeping it together a little bit without their, their stud arms in there for most of the year. And then the Angels, I would like to say they're a surprise, but – Man, they've sucked every year. They've had Trout. They've had Otani, the two best players in baseball, probably. They just can't win. Uh, you're the baseball guy. Like, what, what's, what's wrong with this team? How can you have the two best guys? And, and we can talk about Otani after this, too, like how much money he's going to get because it's going to be absurd. He's going to – he's gonna. I was on, uh, I was on uh, Ali's little video that's called Bank on It every day. I did that earlier today. Otani's going to break the bank. Well, he should get paid for two players, right? Why is he not getting paid twice? Because he's a... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pitcher and a hitter. There's going to be a team, whether it's the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, that's going to just back up the Brinks truck. What are we talking though? Like how big are we talking? 50 million a season. I, I, yeah, I mean, I could see even in, in a long deal too, right? Like 50 yep. mil, but the same like poo holes where it's 10, 12, 14 type year. I mean, how old is he? He's got to be a little older. 22. He's like, oh, he, Otani's 22 years old. Seriously. Maybe he's 24. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look Holy it up. Holy shit. You just blew my mind. 
He's. I thought he was gonna. You were gonna say like twenty nine or something. I don't. I don't think so. I'm gonna Google Whew. it right now because I saw something. He came over. He started. He's been playing for like three or four years. He started when he was nineteen, I think. Oh my god. Oh no, I'm wrong. He's twenty eight. All right, now he's, he's twenty eight. You were ready to blow my mind, though. I was I like, if he he's 22, holy shit, he's going to get paid he, a lot of money. He may have started here when he was 22. I mean, he's still young, though. Like, he's still got another. I mean, he's in his prime. Like, he's got another, no matter what, five, six years of peak dominance. And, and if and if you're a team other than the Angels that understands marketing, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, even, the, even when Major League Baseball isn't doing the best in terms of marketing him, but you mentioned the Yankees and you know, last week, last Friday, I think we were all over the Dodgers and the Yankees. And I made, I think I made 50 lineups and I said, I want 20 of them to be Yankees Dodgers stacks yeah. and it's coming up. And I wasn't so getting, jockey and I wasn't getting any judge. And I was like, I want judge. So I yeah. forced judge in and who goes off yeah. Arpenter. Joey Gallo. That happened so much with the optimizers, too. Whenever you force a guy in, I swear they never get it done for you. It's like the optimizer knows. You're messing with the karma by forcing them in. They punish you. And I thought of it later (laughs) in the night because I didn't do terrible, but the lineup's up top. He had like 30 that night, didn't he? Like, yeah. Or no, I was thinking of a different. I was thinking of the opposite. No, Judge had two. We got a walk. Yeah, I know know exactly what you're talking about. His last at bat with the Mets. This has been, I think Buck Showalter is is the manager of the year in the National League. There's no question with what he's been able to do with the injuries, with uh, injuries to the bullpen. I'm a little bit dubious on whether or not Jacob DeGrom can actually stay healthy. They have have withheld (laughs) whatever's wrong with them. They've withheld it for three seasons now. And it's been, it was a forearm, then it was a, oblique now it's the shoulder um so with the angels though you ask what happened to them i think that's a owner in Artie moreno who is loaded bought the team and and just misspent and missed big on contracts with Pujols, who you mentioned with anthony rendon who is now out i think for the season and so they just they just don't have really much depth in the farm system the guys they have brought up Joe Adele, Marsh, uh, Taylor Ward started off well this season, kind of fizzled. They do feel like they've got super unlucky too. They just never hit on anything else. Right, right. They've just yeah. they've just missed a lot, and it's it's not because of they won't spend money. It's not because of they don't have the funds to build analytics or a farm system. In fact, they, then they had this internal strife because they hired Joe Madden who didn't want to go with any analytics. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so now it's just, it's kind of a lost season for them, but like I make fun of numbers, but I, there's still a place for them. Like if you're ignoring them and you're running a baseball team, you're just not smart. You're not in any sport. Actually, I don't know why I said baseball in any sport. If you're, if you're coaching a football team like Seattle and you're still jamming the run game, you're just doing it wrong. Like <laughs> I'm a field player and stuff like that, but I still know you need numbers. Like you have to follow that stuff. And if you're not, you're going to get left behind. I was, I was at, uh, I was at the Braves Mets game last night and the guy next to me, who's a, uh, he's got the same season ticket package. And I'd seen him a couple of times. So we started talking and started talking about football. He said he was a, he was originally from Seattle. I said, well, I said, what do you think, man? You know, Russ is gone. No more Russ. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, it was Hammer Pete, and I really wish Pete left. He was great for a long time, but he's kind of lost it. And, you know, Joe Madden, I mean, there's no metric that is going to suggest in any world, at any point, in any time, to walk Corey Seager with the yeah. bases loaded. I mean, what Tony LaRusso did today is just, you know, makes you sad. You may have not seen it. I, I saw the tweet. I, I actually, oh, my alarm's about to go off here. <laughs> hear that time for the show time you gotta be on yeah time. uh no so i actually saw it I actually the flip side like i didn't mind it like i minded it another one you can tell me why it's so bad but like they should have walked them maybe to start with because cleveland's lineup i don't love the other time though when larusa did it wasn't it like what was the other what was the other one when the guy hit the three run bomb oh two count and there was yeah like two outs and then they, they were up two or something right 
something like that yeah yeah and then they hit a three-run bomb to beat them or something like yeah i could see that where it was one i don't know like i get what you're saying i shouldn't have even brought it up because it's gonna make no i I mean well see it was jose ramirez with a base open and it was a four nothing game already right and like they should have just walked him maybe to begin with but what's the difference one striker i don't know there's that it's like why are you throwing that first strike what do you i mean and and to be fair he, he will probably maybe address this Bruce is an idiot, though, so that's why I don't know why I even. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know what the thought process is there, but the problem with it is when these things work out. Like in that game, the Angels won that game where Joe Madden walked Seager, right, with the base. So it's like, oh, no, it worked out. He got out of that inning, I think, without scoring any more runs today when he walks from Arizona. So it's like. So he thinks it works out. Yeah. So it's like, what are you guys complaining about uh, when he's going to talk to the media? But. So I, I said before, I know you're a Reds fan. What are your favorite teams to watch, though, and why? This year, it's probably not the Reds, although the games in that park are absolutely amazing. Favorite teams to watch and why this season, you know, long term? So I've always liked watching the Dodgers. Even when I was a kid, I liked watching the Dodgers. For me, though, honestly, I just like watching them all. Like, every single night, if you're in my house, dinner time, we get done doing our shows, content. I have the the eight box, the MLB eight by whatever the hell the channel is called, channel 720 on DirecTV, where you got eight games on. So I'll put that on my left screen. JT's been in my family room where same format year round. Left TV's always got the eight box of baseball. Middle TV, I'll put whatever I want to watch the most where even during baseball, like I think I was watching some summer league. The summer league's actually been pretty exciting and in baseball you can see everything you need to see off to the left and then right I'll usually put I mean when golf's on I'll put golf on the right or or something like that but honestly like I don't know it's very rare that I turn a baseball game on and watch it start to finish like on a main one but if I was going to watch anyone it would be the Dodgers or whatever like our key game is of that night where uh, we're so in the DFS these days. Braves honestly might be one of my your team might be one of my favorites to watch. But whatever my key game of the night is, th- that's pretty much what I'm watching. I don't have a team though that catches my eye all that much. I like good pitching. Uh, that could be a surprise for people. If I know like a dominant like Max, I loved watching Max pitch yesterday. I like watching good pitching more than than good hitting. That that could be a contrarian take probably. No, I mean well maybe the reason why it's just so few of them right now, right? There's so yeah. few of those guys like a Max Scherzer who, you know, is almost always going to go seven innings and give up less than three runs and give you all his heart every time uh, too out there, just grinding. I love that. Just an absolute competitive monster. I mean, just, it, it, and it is a same thing with Ver, Verlander. I mean, God, to do what they're doing. For so long season, too. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. And, but you, you mentioned it. That family room, it's great with all the sports going. And if you're a baseball fan and you have direct TV, there is no moment greater than when all those little eight boxes turn from that panel that says MLB extra innings to the guy, the pitcher running out to the mound. It's just fantastic. I I freaking love that. I'd use it for football too on Sundays. That left screen has the eight box for football too. Like a lot of people don't watch that channel. I've never under, I guess not everyone has multiple TVs, but Man, I, even if I had one TV, I, it would be hard for me not to have that channel on. It's just, a, it's it's a great channel when you're sweating DFS. You see all the home runs. If there's guys on base, you see it. I mean, you can. It's all in one spot. If MLB ever does get the red zone equivalent, I will have no use for watching a single game unless I'm at the game. No, no one would. Baseball's be... the perfect sport for it. Why do they not have it? I thought... Everyone would watch it. I thought they were developing it, something like that. But if they ever they do They kind of have that one channel on MLB. But it's always like sometimes you'll see a home run like 10 minutes later. Like they got to they gotta do it where you, you, you can't see it 10 minutes later. Yeah, they need to improve. Maybe they'll outsource it and let us uh, let, let us be in charge of it and tell them what they should be putting on. People would love it. I guarantee that. People would watch that. But the All-Star game this week, the All-Star game, the home run derby, Pete Alonzo, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto. We we heard when we were coming on that Albert Pujols may be in this thing. Um, I I don't I don't think he I don't you know I don't think he's going to win. I mean, but Alonzo, Soto, Acuna, who's out first? 
first of all, I, they're going to need some turbo balls out there because we're in LA. We've talked about the the bar, the park at night. These balls, we've been in some good parks lately. Yeah, I don't think the ball's going to be sailing like like we've seen in the past. So these guys are going to have to put their put their dong into it a little bit here and get those things out. They're going to need good balls, but. So we got so I think Soto will be out. Soto will be out first for me. Alonzo's got to they got to prove to me they can beat him. I mean that dude's been an absolute machine in this contest. And yeah, I'm gonna go Pete, Acuna, and Soto third. But I, I, who else is in there? Those are the big names. Who else is in? Those are the well, Judge. I thought Judge was gonna do it, but now he's out of the lineup again tonight with a back thing. So I can't imagine the Yankees are gonna risk the second half of their season by letting him be in the uh these teams hate it too but if you're a guy like judge too you almost have nothing to gain unless you're super super confident it's like the dunk contest that we we want all these studs in there but in a way they they're only really risking the upside if they do great absolutely it's huge for them but if they somehow pooter everyone just makes fun of them and i don't know it's it's like last year i thought the easiest fade I could go into this just because it's sure. interesting. I think there's a ton of edge in all-star stuff. And I don't people are gonna laugh even when I say this. They laugh at me every year. The all-star game has been literally one of my most profitable games in all of DFS. Three years ago, I shipped everything. Two years ago, I shipped everything. Last year, I don't think I shipped everything, but I made a profit. There's just massive edge on the all-star game and the home run derby stuff. But like last year, like Otani in the in the home run derby. So one thing in the home run derby you want is guys that want that thrive for it, that want it. Pete Alonso wants it. He wants Otani doesn't give a shit about a home run derby. He's up there like laughing. And, and yeah, it's supposed to be fun. So you want him laughing. But when you got money on it, you don't want your dude out there laughing when the other dude is trying to kill you. Like I promise you, you don't want that. So that's just a little tip on the derby. Like you want, you want the guys that you know for sure want it. And I don't even know Soto that much. Like he, he did good in the playoffs. Like does he really want to win a home run derby? Maybe Acuna. I think I think he likes that atmosphere. But I know for sure Pete wants to hit bombs. So I'm until they beat him, I'm just gonna stick with it. And the All Star game, I don't know if I've even talked to you about this, but. So like three years ago, I had, it was when me, Bruce, and Falick were in the old Discord. I was telling all these guys about it. Everyone was laughing. I said, tonight we don't play any starters, not a single freaking one. We, we jam all the bench guys. They're all going to be 1% owned. And when we get to the fifth inning and it's one nothing game, we just win all the money because everybody's guys are out and we got all our guys in. And when they hit home runs, we literally go straight to the top. So three years ago, everybody was 1% owned, literally. All the bench guys won because everyone just lazy. They go in, who's starting, they put the guys up. And, yeah, the matchups look great. You see all these stud hitters. How can you fade them? If they hit a home run, you're dead. Well, that's fine. I mean, they might hit a home run here and there. So they were 1% three years ago. Two years ago, they're up to, like, 5%. Last year, it was, like, 10 or 12. Who knows this year? I mean, the edge is slowly dwindling a little bit, but – just massive, massive edge. That, and I think the same thing with the NBA All-Star game. Again, I'm blabbering a little bit, but it shows the edge how there's a lot of people in this industry would laugh at this take. But same thing with the NBA All-Star game where you're, Jokic and, Jokic and uh, Luka are, are like 35% owned. They literally don't give a shit about the all-star game why are we playing them when they're it's the easiest fades in the world where you play guys that literally care and live and die like Giannis, you know for sure is going to try to kill everyone in the game so like it's just it's very easy big edge it just shows you that no matter what there's all there was edge in the draft recently there's always edge to find and i think we do a good job at run pure helping people find that edge yeah, Alonzo lives for the All Star. Lives for it. Run Derby. I mean, he just. He, I think he'd rather have that than the World Series. Like he lives for it. He's he definitely wants that. Uh, wants to retain his uh, his title there. The subs are going to be mad at you because you're you know this is this is not premium. It's free and. I'm you always know, looking out for the people, not they just boycotted us with the likes on the shows for a little while. They were like, "We're not giving you the likes because we don't want the place on on the free shows." So yeah. Um, but uh, listen, All Star break coming up. 
I hope you and the family have a great time. Get a little rest. Thank you. We're very going much. to AP. He was nice enough to let us borrow his lake house for a few days. So oh. we're going out to Nebraska. Actually, we're going to play some golf with Snyder AP. See if I can get some Snyder bucks out on the course. I'm looking forward to it. That is awesome. That is awesome. I, I'm not sure what I'm doing over the all-star break. I have a game. I'm sure you'll be in a different city somewhere across the, across the world. Probably not even in this country. <laughs> you'll have a telescope behind you on, on the all-star show or something. Got to have the telescope just to throw the people off. But uh, what's that number one behind you back there? Where's that? Back in your backdrop. Is that a Braves like number one thing? What is that above the yeah. guitar? Yeah. Well, the guitar is, I, I bought it and I was like, maybe I'll play this. And I never, uh, I can't play a note. I can't play. What's a note. that number one though? Is that a Braves number one? Uh, is that not even a number one? I'm, I'm not sure what you're seeing. Right above that guitar. What is that? That's a hat. A hat? It's yeah. like got a thing. That's the only reason I was oh, saying. I think it's the end of the guitar. I think it's the end of the guitar. Yeah, no, I don't have one. Of this thing. I thought it was one of these things. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was. It looks like that. Just the angle I, I see. It looks like that. It is. It is not a number. One of the yeah. things I do. I was I, gonna laugh if you. We both had one like that. No, no. What I do have back there though is what the Braves do for anyone who has a season ticket package. Is you know they do the bobbleheads all throughout the season. They send you this thing to say, opt in if you want the bobblehead. So last year, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll opt in. They send you every bobblehead that they've given out throughout the season. Oh, that's like, sweet. And so I have this. I got another one in here that I got last week. And now they're going to give the freeze out. If you've ever watched the Braves game, they do this race yeah. with a fan versus the freeze. who's just like a superstar sprinter or whatever. Um, so I, I'm, it's littered. It's littered. It's going to be getting a little bit fuller. It's great. And then I love stuff like that, though. That stuff's oh. the best. So cool. And then when NBA season comes back, we will uh, go ahead and upgrade and get the uh, poster of Tony Snell back up there so that we can improve uh, <laughs> him on. You're going to get old uh, DeJounte this year down there. I am. I cannot tell you how excited. The Hawks actually. So I, I buy tickets to the games, but I don't have a season ticket package. And like that day before the trade was announced, I get this random email from a Hawks accounting executive saying, hey, James, we've noticed you bought tickets in the past. And want to talk to you about, you know, ticket package. So I tell my wife, she goes, no, no, no. You have the Falcons. You have the Braves. <laughs> I said, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. They make the announcement. <laughs> Take the prices going up. And I'm like, I mean, 10 games. 10 games can't hurt, right? Because her I think 10 is, games is a good pack for the old yeah. NBA. She goes, you can go to any game you want. Just decide. I go, eh, it's not as easy. Not, it's not going to be as easy with DeJounta Murray, Trey, We'll see what they do. I, I don't think Capella and Collins fit together. That's my own opinion. Capella doesn't fit with anybody. Not many teams right now. That was a, <laughs> that was a, that was a swift descent into yeah. mediocrity. It's a tough. It's tough. It's tough for the old uh, big guys. That's why I'm going to be interested to see what old Rudy going to to Minnesota is going to do this year. Because that was bizarre. I'm not a believer in the bigs. Well, wasn't that bizarre though? <sighs> I just – I literally don't get it. I mean, I guess they're going to try to play Cat at, at the four, which he can stretch the court, shoot threes. I love Cat, but what do you need Rudy at the five for? I, I don't I don't get it. But I'm going to be interested to see it play out, though, because you're trying to buck the trend, and I, I'm okay trying to – but as we know, playing GPPs, I'm okay trying to do things differently, but I'm not a believer. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I think you're also on the side that you don't love Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's not. A I, I just don't like bigs. It's just like Capel. I don't like bigs that can't do anything on offense. I, right. I just anybody can run to the rim and dunk when they're seven three. Like I just eventually that's going to dry up in the playoffs, though. The rim runs. They're not there. It has. It has for the Jazz. It has for the Sixers. Even. I mean, with yep. they try with them. Of course, they're. They're all another story with what they did this season. Them and that's the next pod, the uh, the NBA one where we, we we break down some NBA stuff. Maybe we'll do an NBA season preview here in a couple of months. Get you and JSU on, maybe Fallon. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. Whenever you want me on, I'm on. I love it. Big T, 44, Tony Niehaus. Thank you for joining me, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank Enjoy you for having me. All-star break and a couple of days off. Everyone else, on your way out, hit the like button. Go ahead and subscribe to Run Pure Sports. Simon, get us out of here. we got to get you some shows and up the lot. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Run Pure Sports Core Report.
Quartz. Our premium court plays have been hitting big this past week, and we wanted to recap the recent action. Big T led the way with a 150K PGA shipper to start the week. Tony shared his early guy player pool in the premium Discord before lock, benefiting our members and peppering the leaderboards with RPS logos. Oh, Stevie Boy and call me a dickhead too? You didn't put, say that part, man. <laughs> I, I just saw that in there. Poop followed up in MLB with a 100K hit of his own. Poop hit with his core, which went off for our subscribers as well. Finally, Draft Cheat added a big 50K single bullet hit of his own in the MLB afternoon slate, and we got to witness him sweating out the final moments live on our premium final countdown show. Yes, yes. there it is. There Come we on. go, DC. DC with the shit. That's what we do, baby. What was the total? How much total did you have in? $47 to win. $47? <laughs> That's going to be a legendary screenshot. <laughs> the Discord was on fire with members riding with DC, proving once again nobody comes close to picking winners like the Run Pure squad. It was the core on the site, too, obviously, because you only played because of that. So <laughs> the members had to smash, too. Oh, yeah. I saw a bunch of members up there. Our subscriptions are more valuable than ever with our premium print fest Friday Night Fireworks where we broadcast all of our shows for members only every Friday. And speaking of members, congrats to all of our members who have been crushing it in July. Nike hit for 14K in MLB, TAJ 50-50 hit for 25K in MLB, Nuggets 33 had a 20K shipper in MLB, Michael Smith hit for 20K in MLB too. Finally, t Zer joined the party shipping a 20K hit of his own. Meanwhile, Nico H22 hit for 10K in NBA Summer League DraftKings contest with an assist from the great content Rubio and Kurt Jones have been providing. If you haven't subscribed yet, get it now by using the promo code RPSHEATER25 to knock 25% off your first payment on a weekly or monthly subscription. Get it now and find out why our logos are consistently all over the leaderboard.